Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so welcome. I can drink coffee and whatever all, during the whole thing. Absolutely, man. Go for it. So welcome back to Zombie Squadcast. And, uh, and today I got John Blackburn. And John and I uh, first met, I believe, on the set of Josh Taylor's Prom Date. We worked on that for a couple yep. of weeks. I was, uh, and I mentioned this before, uh, I was second AD on that. And John, I believe you were wearing a number of different hats on that set. Um, you were just, uh, <laughs> just, just a few. <laughs> you were wearing a whole slew of different hats, you know, pulling, pulling all sorts of plugs and, and triggers and, and lifting this and putting that down and all that stuff. So yeah, me and John, yep. and uh, so me and John were working pretty, pretty steadily on that gig for, I think, uh, two Somewhere between two and three weeks, I believe. Um, that was in that was in Gettysburg, and uh, yep. I've had I had Gavin on prior. I had the Zuckos on prior. So, um, yeah. So you know, uh, yeah. Anyway, John, uh, go ahead and uh, uh, introduce yourself. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, what's going on with you. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, we met. I'm John Blackburn. I am you know, a filmmaker, artist, musician, voiceover guy, you know, I, I go by many different titles because as you alluded to, I wear many different hats. Um, yeah, we met on the set of uh, Josh Taylor's Prom Date, independent film that was filmed, uh, at least the American part of it was filmed up in Gettysburg. The um, Still stuck in post-production from what I understand. That yep. movie is still... Uh, <laughs> still still, in, still in post and marketing, yep. <laughs> still in post-production. Um, I think I was hired to be a, a, a lighting in the, for the lighting department. And then all of a sudden I was on BTS cam. And then, you know, I've, and then I'm driving, uh, I'm driving some of the uh, actors and actresses um, that had flown in from, you know, out of state. Um, you know, I, I was... I was doing whatever needed to be done, which is what you do on a production like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when we worked on that together, my my route back into you know film and video is kind of is circuitous. Um, I actually started in sports television. Um, I'm we're I'm just outside of Washington D.C. here um, in the Maryland uh, Maryland side, and I started as an intern working for George Michael, the sportscaster. Okay. Um, at Channel 4 uh, when I was doing undergrad um, at Syracuse. And then I had about a 20-year sales career um, after that. Just it's what my dad did. I just ended up going into sales. And I did that until I couldn't stand it anymore and went back to school uh, a few years ago to get my master's degree in film. So when we met, I was actually on uh, summer break, you know, as a 40-whatever-year-old mm -hmm. <laughs> from, from my master's program. And um, and we worked the better part of August together um, yeah. up there in Gettysburg. I uh, I still uh, still wear the uh, I actually tore uh, uh, radial lateral ligament and extensor tendon in my elbow doing something with one of those lighting rigs up there, mm. and uh, I still uh, still have to deal with that. Um, you still but, have a, um, you still have a, so you still have a wrap on that thing. This is uh, just a tendonitis, you know, something like for tendonitis. Okay. But I I I full on uh, I full on tore it and ended up having platelet rich plasma treatment. So I did the that Tiger Woods stuff where they take your blood out and spin it around and then put it back in. So oh, I, uh, okay. yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's whatever it is what it is. Um, but, um, so yeah, so I, I, you know, about that time when I was doing the whole school thing and sort of reinventing myself, um, I spun up my own video production company. I've done a few TV commercials, a couple of original fiction things, a documentary thing. I worked on the independent film where you and I linked up together. Um, and, I was really fortunate. I, um, I actually am working on, 
I have a contract right now with the federal government. So I'm working as a, as a video producer for the federal government. Nice. And I honestly feel like I was on the, the last helicopter out of Vietnam in a lot of ways, because my start date was January 22nd of this year. Yeah. Um, and everything shut down like three or four weeks after that. So I cannot, after 15 months of looking for work, which started six months before I graduated um, from my master's program, I finally landed the job I have now. And I don't know, I don't know what I'd be doing if I hadn't gotten that. Um, I would be, you know, I would be in some serious trouble. So I really feel like I lucked out with that. Um, Cause I still have work and a ton of us, you know, I don't, we didn't get a chance, even I didn't get a chance to catch up before this, but I, you know, I don't, you mentioned Gavin. I don't know what Gavin's doing for work. I don't know what Ed's doing for work. I don't know what you're doing. You know, everybody's, most people that do what we do are struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm really lucky. I, I consider myself very fortunate. My wife works for a school system. She's still working. Yeah. I've got my contract. I've got my contract. That's good. Um, you know, that's good till January of next year. So I, you know, I don't know how, I don't know what I did to, to, to get that or earn that or deserve it, but I'm, I really, I'm super grateful. Um, so, you know, we can't shoot anything now, but I'm, you know, I get to do some editing. Um, and, you know, when things return to normal, I'll get to go back to doing what I was doing, which is, you know, shooting interviews and creating um, videos for, for web publication. And, and um, I do a lot of social media stuff for the agency that I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, so little, you know, little 30 second, 60 second, two minute long stuff. And, you know, let's be honest, nobody has an attention span for a two minute long video anymore. <laughs> not even, not even a two minute, man. It's all TikTok. Mm-mm. It's all TikTok. It's 59 I seconds, know. I 50, know. 59 seconds or less. That's all, you're, you, you're, that's all you got. You're right. You're right. Uh, but you luckily you mentioned you do a lot of voiceover work. So, and I've had some um, castings and casting some CDs, some casting directors reach out to me about voiceover work. And, okay. and right now, and right now I think, I think when it comes to you know, the sort of filmmakers that we are, where we are not blessed with, you know, big budget on location or even studio productions, we've, we've had, we've had, we, we have had to diverse ourselves doing, you know, social media stuff and, and uh, you know, pocket kind of pocket hip shooting and, and found hacks on way on ways to, you know, do things on ultra low to where now that skill set where uh, in my case, and I've brought this up numerous times on the show, is that I've got a couple of series where I found hacks to where I could just have one or two people come over my house. We shot up against a simple green screen, shot all that stuff, put it in the can. Of course, you know, I'm busy running around doing millions of gigs, but now that I'm home, I'm killing it in the, in the post-production department. I'm, you know, editing all these different things. And, and like yourself, Sounds like you have some editing. You've got a number of things in the can that you're you're knocking out now. You're taking advantage of this time now. Yep. No, absolutely. Give me just a second. I'm going to shut this window. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had somebody fired up a. Uh, I had the window open for air. Somebody fired up one of their machines. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I. I editing. Editing is probably what I like to do best. And wow. we were, uh, we were fortunate enough to shoot. Um. I got six interviews um, in the can before we shut down and got sent home for mandatory telework completely. So mm-hmm. um, I was able to um, 
get, and that happened the second week in April. Um, so I think April, I think Friday, Friday, ominously, uh, auspiciously enough, Friday the 13th was my first day at home for telework. So I shot my last interview for a Women's History Month project that I was working on on Thursday the 12th. So I had, like you mentioned, a bunch of stuff in the can to work on. Um, but once, uh, once March was over, um, that project was wrapped. And so really for the past two, two and a half weeks, um, that, that stockpile, you know, I burned through that stockpile of stuff that I had. And, and now we're having to, as you alluded to, you know, get created and go to that, you know, go to that, um, the, 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 the bag of tricks or, or hacks as you called them. Um, yep. you know, it's, uh, it, it's, um, some of you know some of it might might actually be something where we can get paid and some of it it's like all right let's let's learn new stuff and not let the skills get rusty while i'm sitting around doing nothing i mean i don't i don't think i'm i'm not a good enough musician to ever be you know to ever get paid prof you know i think i think the 50 bucks and all the beer you can drink that i got paid as a uh, as a guy in a band in college is probably the most professional uh deal i'll ever get as a musician um but you know, being able to stand up a, a live stream um, and get my computer to recognize my really nice DSLR as the camera of record, as opposed to the little dot right there, you know, mm -hmm. um, like that 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 has value. That's something that that could be useful to me in the future, and it could be useful now for creating content. We're having to do a lot of self-record stuff, um, and some of the some of the things that. Um, have become acceptable like the, the the skype interview was you know something that you could get away with in sports television you know a few years ago and now they're producing the today show with stuff like that because yeah. you have to yeah. um but you know so so we you know i'm dabbling with facebook live streaming and i'm having to order some other piece of equipment because the little cam link is all sold out and you can't find it anywhere and people are selling it for four thousand dollars like they were selling hand sanitizer for 70 oh, yeah. bucks you know it's oh, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah you know, I just, we're, we're, I, yeah i just i just went to best buy today you know got masked up and gloved up and yeah and and uh all my sanitizer stuff and i went to best buy because i had to get two new monitors hd hdmi hd 1080 either tvs or monitors or whatever hdmi compatible mm -hmm. uh because i finally got some work from home gigs possibly so i got a set set up a yet a third studio for you know what i did before live streaming and yep. they had no 1080 left and it's like i should have done i should have done this you know i could probably could have gotten some for 200 i got these for about 125 720 i'm sure mm -hmm. they still work but because but because i still know how to do the hack but yeah things are selling out yeah and and, no. and and people are jumping and people also a lot of people are figuring out what they're seeing on tv is you know, cell phone videos, Skype videos, Zoom videos. It's people self-submitting, having a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I used to do, uh, you know, three, three months ago, I was doing a lot of high-end, high-tech, professional live streaming of events, conferences, yeah. seminars, um, some sports casting and some concerts. And, but with some of those uh, more corporate things, there might be one or two Joes they have to Skype in. Now it's all six or six or ten you know squares on the screen of ten different people all on one zoom call yep or or google hangouts or whatever and yep. and and figuring out how to record it and and, and patch it and all that but yeah yeah
I mean, all of a sudden 360 and 540p is like you know if you jump up to 540 from 360 you're like oh damn we're yeah we're cooking now i mean we uh we we didn't when we did a live stream thing we didn't hardwire in because i don't i don't know what i'm doing i've never done it before and mm -hmm. uh i have an ethernet cable but i didn't you know i was just working off the wireless off my, i mean i recorded on my cell phone and plugged you know the bottom of the cell phone into a zoom recorder and had two microphones set up in front of my fireplace and but uh, you know, put a little clip-on uh, moment or all a clip lens or whatever, you know. So I'm figuring it out on the fly. Um, yeah. And people were like, "Look great, sounded great." And I look at it and I'm like, "It's three three sixty p, maybe occasionally it jumps up to five forty, and I way over modulated the microphone." But uh, people are people are fine with it now because you know it's um, there's so little going on. Right. Um, I mean, pe people are more forgiving about maybe yeah. specific quality of this and that now because they're still getting content. And I think yep. because, you know, because we're trapped in a sense, we're quarantined, we're stuck inside. It's, it's not necessarily the quality of the content, but it is the content itself. Is it uplifting? Is it informative? Or is it just the same old bullshit? And if they're listening to something that is still informative, something new, spun in a different way told in a different way so you got shitty webcams you got shitty you know yep. uh built-in microphones of a laptop but you can still hear it more or less mm -hmm. you can still understand them and you're still absorbing this information it's still the content yep. and the information and and hopefully nine times out of ten it's informative and uplifting and positive yep. and and people are sucking it up and yeah uh you know and a bunch of times I've talked to clients, uh, colleagues, and I've showed them the the new commercial, the Apple, the new Apple creative commercial. And I mean, of all people, Oprah Winfrey just set up a cell phone <laughs> and she's talking to the cell phone and she's, and, and she filmed herself on a cell phone talking to somebody on Skype and just giving yeah. all this one-on-one -on -one advice. I think she's doing a web, uh, she's doing a, a, a podcast of her own on her on her webcam and it's oprah winfrey of, of all people can't she have a studio why bother you know just get face to face with people in a sense you and mm -hmm. i in a you and i in a sense are talking to each other it's not a studio and she doesn't have you know 17 different cameras to cut away to it's just her talking engaging f eye contact in a sense digitally through this and yep and yeah and so i think it's a i think it's a unique change and it's definitely going to impact how we absorb content in the future it'll be yeah it'll be interesting that's, that's where i was uh <laughs> wanting to go wanting to uh go next I, it'll be interesting to see how much this does change you know because i'm sure that we will go back to what we have we're not going to stay with you know low res low low quality um from a production value standpoint once things get back to normal we'll go back to what we were doing before but i wonder how much of an impact this will have like you know if things will the pendulum will swing back but how far is it going to swing back i guess is what i'm trying to say like sure. you know how much is this going to change um the way we the way what we do gets done um because there will be that pendulum that swing back to uh, I, I don't want to say the regression because it's, but we're going, we're going back to, to uh, what was going on, you know, up until the end of January or mid February. Um, yeah, so absolutely. it'll be interesting. And, yeah. And, and even to think of such projects as uh, unfriended or, 
or searching, I think it is, where uh, the father was trying to find his daughter through social media. And the whole, mm-hmm. film, the whole film was just produced in such a way that it was a screen record of him on Facebook. It was a screen record of him on FaceTime, Skype. Yep. You know, they, they did screen records of everything through either a phone or a computer. Uh, and, and that was done a year ago. Yep. And so now it's these people, these artists found hacks before to pull mm-hmm. off, pull off engaging storytelling, suspense, thrillers, action uh, through different means, through, to, to, to find a budget hack, to find a production hack, to find a you know, set deck and artistic hack. And now, hopefully, we've been inspired by that, mm-hmm. and, and 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 to and, and to um, you know take take on that kind of mentality. I've I've had clients before that looked at my productions and said, you know, why don't you make this bigger? I'm like, I haven't even pulled the trigger on the on on the first season. This is <laughs> this is my idea. I right. found I found this hack. This is the direction of the first and second, maybe third season, mm-hmm. maybe maybe down the road. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to the, you know, Avengers budget, the DC budget, the, the, uh, the Lord of the Rings budget. But right now it's done this way, mm-hmm. ultra, ultra low budget. We found a hack. We found a, um, a trick to pull it off this way. Now, this is right now for the next couple of months, this is the only freaking way to do it. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, my wife, my wife and I were kicking around idea. We did, um, I was asked by a, um, um, a friend of mine to participate in a project last year. It was a really cool project. It was put on by the Rorschach Theater um, downtown DC, and it was called Klexography. And what they did is they gave six filmmakers and six playwrights the exact same piece of art as their inspiration. And they gave it to you. They gave it to all, they unveiled it to all of us on June 15th. And by the following Friday evening, which would have been the 21st. Um, so Friday, the 21st of June, <laughs> 2000, uh, 2019 at 6 p.m., you had to have a finished product done. So for filmmakers, it was a 90 second short, original, original short fiction piece. The play directors, the theater people, I have no idea how they pulled this off. They had to do a 10 minute play. They had to write it, cast it, practice it, and then perform it Saturday evening on the 22nd of June, three times, a five o'clock show, a seven o'clock show, and then a 9.30 show. So the filmmakers, me, we had it easy. I shot a a piece that was a minute and 50 seconds, original fiction. Um, uh, I have no idea how the playwrights ended up doing it, but it was a really, it was a really cool thing. Like we were all given the, um, at the, uh, I think it's the National Gallery of Art. There's an installation uh, in the the walkway. through the bottom it's like 40,000 41,000 like led lights or something and you go in this moving it's one of those those uh, people mover floors right it's not an escalator but the, the floor moves so you stand in there and as you're going through it all 41,000 lights are changing and they appear random but the longer you're down there the more you see images and patterns revealed kind of like when you stare at an inkblot like is it a skull or is it a butterfly or you know what is it and depending on what you see you're either you or me or Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. um, so we got to do that and we were like, we're just sitting around at home. We're like, okay, what could we do? And we were coming up with a kind of like on not unfriended, but the other one you were mentioning, like there's, there's me and my wife and we're in the house and we got a couple cameras and a couple cats and, and, you know, uh, and that's it. So we were going to, 
do, you know, not an original because this idea has been done before, but it's like, okay, let's keep the skill sharp. And maybe this ends up turning into something, but okay, you're being stalked by somebody, right? And there's a, like this person's watching you and you're getting text messages from an unknown number and, Very you cool. know, it, like all the, all the cliche stuff, like, you know, take my phone number and delete John, John Blackburn and just put like unknown as the name of the person, right? Like the, the oldest, the oldest hack in the world, right? And mm -hmm. have this unknown number texting her. And it's like, you know, why are you eating that? Like, why are you eating that for dinner? And have her like creeping around the house trying to find the, the cameras, you know, and the tech, like you're getting warmer, you're getting, so we were just kicking ideas around like that. But when you do something like that, it keeps the skills sharp, but you never know when you're going to stumble onto something that's like the next, you know, the next, uh, like the next hack or like the next, you know, it takes something like that to the next level. I bet my best ideas, I often stumble on to stumble onto completely by accident. Um, yeah. and this has been a great opportunity to do that. I'm, I like editing um, and I'm, you know, Adobe Premiere is, is what I use when I edit, but I own Final Cut and I own DaVinci Resolve and um, I have the Adobe Suite and I didn't know anything about After Effects. And, you know, the guy, my boss has said, you know, you, you, you have a membership to LinkedIn Learning, go learn After Effects. So I'm getting mm -hmm. paid money to learn a new skill right now, but it's, you know, um, I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm incredibly lucky to be in the position that I'm in at the moment, but I'm hopeful that um, the people that, I'm hopeful that the creative people that are stuck right now are doing the stuff that we're seeing where like John Krasinski is doing the good news show and mm -hmm. the guy from, um, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the band, um, but he's stuck in, he's stuck in his recording. He's, he actually got exposed and he's stuck in his recording studio right now. It's an old Airstream like trailer. Um, what's the name of the band? I can't remember it. Doesn't matter. Whatever. I forgot. But I'm yeah. hoping that the creative people are doing creative things right now because you know we, it's really the only thing we got. We don't have sports. Um, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and her mother started, I believe, Red Table Talk, or mm -hmm. I believe the I believe the name of it is Red Table Talk, and I okay. don't, and I'm not sure what network it was on before or if it was always a. If it was always a Facebook watch, One Republic, One Republic, Sorry One Republic <laughs> was the was the band. Just, yeah, that was the guy. They interviewed him on the day. I've been watching more Today Show the past like three weeks than I probably ever have in my life. Yeah. Um, because I can't, I don't want to know what's going on, but I can't look away either. Anyway, right. sorry, I, right. I totally cut you off, but it was no, it was fine. either going to happen right now or it was going to happen at three o'clock in the morning, and I was going to bolt up right in bed and scream out One Republic and <laughs> no, you know, scare fine. my wife and scare my wife and the cats half to death. So, so you don't know which network it is, but it's Jada Pickett Smith and her mother doing what? Well, they for for the longest time they've had this show called Red Table Talk. You know, it's 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 okay. you know similar to The View and The Talk, but. Uh, yeah, Jada Pickett-Smith and her mother started this show, I don't know, six months, a year ago, maybe two years ago, Red Table Talk. I think it was always a Facebook watch show. And, okay. now, and now in this current crisis, uh, both kids, both Smith's, kid, uh, both Smith's kids and Will Smith and the mother and Jada mm -hmm. Pinkett are all on it. And they just sit around every day, probably, probably producing an hour to two hour, maybe even three hour episode every day. That's what, yeah. what they do. It's That's what they awesome. do. Is a, what, like they, they, it's like a trip. It's three birds or one stone. It's the family mm -hmm. getting together, probably having um, wine or, or, or maybe a, a meal or something. They're chatting. They have multi, it's a multi-camera setup because they probably have a huge mansion and whatnot. Right. And they're still finding ways to, uh, of communicating, of, of staying productive, staying, staying positive 
uh, interacting with each other as well as putting content out there to inspire, to, to uplift, and to be productive, to make money, yep. you know, to, to put something out there. And it's, it's, it's these different things. I mean, you, you mentioned the guy from One Republic. He is still producing. He, from- um, what, my understanding, watching the piece um, on the Today Show when I was watching it, is that they were on tour or they were doing an appearance or something, and he was over in London, and literally they were coming back from London or somewhere in England, and when they landed in L.A., he had gotten a phone call. He had gotten a phone call. Got a phone call or had a voicemail from somebody. Sit, like the guy he had been hanging out with, having pizza with, like the day before, is like, "I'm so sorry. I just found out that I tested positive." So he got right off the airplane. The way he tells the story, he got right off the airplane and basically went and got you know, and and is doing his 14 day like isolation. So yeah. he went to his 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 airstream trailer, which I don't know if it's parked in his in his driveway or what, you know. Um, but wherever his airstream, his converted airstream trailer is that his studio is, he went there to spend his 14 days to try and do something. And I guess word got out that he was there. So he he was promoting some song that he released like within the past, I think, couple weeks. And there's proceeds from downloads that are purchased or going to some, you know, some cause. Yeah. Um, so that's essentially what he was plugging. He was, but but I guess word got out that he was like in quarantine but in a location where you could actually get some good work done so people are calling him about songs and calling him with producing thing ideas mm-hmm. and calling him with you know movie I, I just so so he's he's not trapped he's not in quarantine at home he was in quarantine with millions of dollars worth of uh recording equipment <laughs> so yeah. people started yep. people he said his phone started blowing up um um yeah and i just happened to catch that you know accidentally um when i was watching the today show finding out what what the hell else is going on um yeah I mean, so it's good it's um, like i said you know it's unfortunate he got exposed but you know it's it's important to just stay positive and productive yeah absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. how would you what say Huh? Go no, ahead. Go, no, you go no, ahead. It's, it's your nickel, man. I was going to ask you what you've been doing to stay positive and and productive, other than this show. Well, yeah, me and the well, me and the wife, we brought home uh, a baby um, born February 29th. So we brought wow. him home. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Thank That's you. Awesome. So, so we brought him home March 4th or 5th. I think it was 4th. Brought him home, and we've just been inside with him 24/7 since. Yeah since beginning of March, since essentially since he's been born, uh, March, uh, February 29th. So all of March, all of April, just stayed inside, uh, you know, hands on with him 24 seven staying. So obviously me and the wife are blessed. We're, we're kind of lucky that we brought home a child and we haven't run out of formula. You know, there's plenty of formula sure. for us to get a hold of plenty of diapers, We've had we've been blessed with friends and family that have sent us and bought us or or just given us you know, clothes and toys and, 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 you know, the swings and the bassinets and the playmats yeah. and all these different things for the kid. And so the kid's just having a ball. The kid really doesn't really know what's going on. He's I think he's seven weeks now. He's just <laughs> sure. about se- he's just about seven weeks now. And he's just he's just like giggling or crying. He's either going to poop or need a bottle or he's going to go to sleep or he's going <laughs> right. to. You know, he's going to get some, you know, uh, playtime or whatever. And, and, and I, like I said, I have some side projects. Some of the passion projects now is the full-time work. 
Yeah. And, and they're all in the can right now. And so it's just edit, 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 yeah. release on YouTube, edit, 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 release on YouTube. Yep. And, and the wife is also a teacher. Um, okay. She's a, she's a third grade teacher and she's on maternity leave, but that ends pretty soon. So she's going to mm-hmm. jump right on to the zoom teaching, you know, zoom okay. classes with her kids. Yep. And so she's got that. I've got, uh, you know, I'm pretty much out of work with the exception of some of these live, uh, my biggest moneymaker in the last couple of years has been live streaming. And mm-hmm. one of the, one of the rosters that I have figured out, you know, how to do a, a zoom patch and keep doing the product we've been doing as far as live streaming on our, okay. on, on their platform. So I'm finally starting to get some, some work from home work now Good. as they figured out the, the hack they're sending me all the notes and the gear to figure out uh, to, to continue nice. that and, and, nice. and that sort of thing. But movies, I mean, guys like us watching TV, watching yeah. movies, a lot of that, listening, that listening sure. to music, it is homework. It is homework. It's studying. Yep. So there's been plenty of binge watching and, and, uh, and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, uh, before I jump into what we've been watching, how would you say you've been impacted personally um i mean personally you're talking about like uh like financially or are uh, are we like we talked like for being... we, well we talked professionally about you know okay. your, your work and stuff but like you and you oh, and, and, yeah, and the yeah. wife and, and the wife and and, yep. and and the cats and how you guys are just dealing <laughs> and cats are like your kid they the, you know the world they, they see they keep getting fed and they keep getting their litter box taken care of so it's business as usual for the cats just like it's business as usual for for your for your new baby mm-hmm. um it, it uh it's different i mean i i I'm here in the office, you know, where we do that's, you know, soundproofing back there. So I had used this previously just for when I needed to edit something and needed a little bit of peace and quiet, or, you know, if I wanted to get a nice clean audio track. So we had to, um, we had to get another desk out of storage in the basement and put that in the corner of the bedroom so that she could have an office too, because she works for the school system. She's doing the, the zoom teaching and she needed her space just like I had my space, but, um, you know, and we're doing the whole, uh, go to the grocery store and whoever, whichever one of us goes to the store, the other one gets the home prepped for, you know, the whole decontamination process. When we get back, you got to wipe down everything that you can wipe down and the clothes come right off and go in a pile at the top of the stairs to go down to the basement. And, you know, so our routine has been changed around just like everybody else's. I think the the thing that has been the most concerning to me is that my dad had um, had quadruple bypass heart surgery, like right at the end of February, beginning of March. Um, he uh, didn't feel great. He's, you know, he's in his seventies. He didn't feel great after his, a workout on a Friday and he told his doctor and he went in and saw the doctor like that, you know, made an appointment that day. Um, cause he's 70, whatever years old and his father had died of a heart attack. So it's, you know, he's being smart and staying on top of these things. They did whatever tests they do. And the doctor was very careful to say like, okay, you did not have a, you did not have a heart attack, whatever chemical markers indicate that somebody has had a heart attack. Those were not present for my dad. So he had not had a heart attack, but there was something going on. There was a, there was a blockage. They wanted him to come back on Monday and get a better image on it. 
Um, so on Thursday, he's fine as far as he knows it. On Friday, he doesn't feel great. He goes to the doctor. You know, there's something to be done. Monday, he comes back. They decide that an angioplasty and a stent for the one blockage is going to be the way to go. And when they got in there on Wednesday, it was the blockage was too close to where one of these arteries branched off. And so they couldn't do a stent. So they ended up having to do a, a bypass. And there was one that really needed to be done. And the doctor basically said, you know, these other three, it's kind of like, well, I'm in here doing the one that's going to kill you. I'll do these other three as kind of a preventative thing. So he went from perfectly fine as far as we knew to quadruple bypass in less than a week. Um, and my biggest fear is that, you know, either if I'm doing some grocery shopping for them, cause I don't want him or my mom at 71. I mean, he can't go anywhere. He's still, you know, almost, he can get up and walk around, but he's, he, he can't even ride in the front seat of a car because if an airbag hit him right now, it could do some, you know, some serious harm. So right. he's, he's essentially on, you know, he was on lockdown before this anyway, but if my mom goes out and goes grocery shopping, if she brought something home to him, he's incredibly vulnerable right now. Or if I, you know, he, I mean, I, they, they came by one afternoon um, just to say hi, but literally we stood like six or 10 feet apart. Like they yeah. were, he was out in the street, you know, and I was talking to my parents um, because nobody wants to get somebody in a vulnerable population sick. I'm sure you go through that. Um, when you guys go out and get food, you've got a seven week old and yeah. that, you know, your, your kid falls in the vulnerable population. So, um, so that, you know, I have, um, I, that it doesn't keep me up at night, but those, those are, they're real fears. They're, they're legitimate fears. So I, you know, I, sometimes I laugh when I, you know, do the whole decontamination thing when I come back from the grocery store, but, you know, I don't want to, uh, carry something and be relatively fine myself and then not know, but not know I have it or be asymptomatic and then, you know, pass that off to somebody else by accident. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, uh, so, so I think that that's the, the biggest, I think what this has forced me to do was think even more than usual about, about other people, about mm -hmm. somebody other than, than myself or my wife. And because, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a pretty selfish person. I think about myself a lot <laughs> and I think, or me and my wife a lot. Mm -hmm. And I keep it, I keep it to that sphere. Yeah. Um, you know, I have no problem saying that. I think if most people are honest, they would say something similar. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I, th I think that's, um, you know, my, my, I'm super lucky that I've got work. My, my little video production company, there are no, but there are no TV commercials that are, you know, to be, to be aired on cable right now that are being shot. There are no, you know, the little explainer videos that I did last year for, you know, a lumber yard or, you know, a, a nonprofit that's the, that stuff's gone, but that was never, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't hanging my hat on that solely to begin with, but, but that stuff's gone. And, um, you know, but I'm fortunate that I have the work, but I, I'd say that, you know, um, all the freelance stuff, I, I the filming for NBC Sports Washington that I do. That's another thing that is another revenue stream that I have. There are no games. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I think I had been trying to get full time work there. And if I had been successful at that in January, instead of where I ended up on a federal contract, I, I would have been last in and first out. There's nothing. And it wouldn't have been you know, I would have been like a permalancer, right? They would have been giving me 40, 50, 60 hours a week, but I wouldn't have been hired. Um, but there, there's no game, so I wouldn't be on a schedule. Um, so, 
you know, I, I think that's, I think that's mostly how I've been impacted. Um, you know, I, I'm also really lucky that I'm still fairly early and I only got married last January. So okay. my wife and I are still in the, in the honeymoon phase. So we aren't, we aren't sick of each other yet. <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, we're just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, to take this opportunity to, to just do the stuff that I always say, like, okay, I'm going to get to it. Like we con the crap out of the house. Like just, we took like four bags of clothing over to like a donation, one of those dumpsters in the back of the, not a dumpster, but one of the metal bins in the back of the parking lot. You know, we, and we've been talking about, you know, downsizing and getting rid of the stuff we don't need and donating stuff for forever. And, you know, we don't do it. We've been talking about writing new songs for forever. You know, I mean, yeah. I've got, you know, my guitar is sitting right there. So when I get, you know, when I get done with this, when you and I hang up, I'm going to pick up the guitar, you know? Yep. Um, so it's, I'm finding there are a lot, um, I'm not wasting three hours a day commuting to work anymore. Um, so there's little pockets of time that I'm just trying to make use of and stay creative. Um, one, because uh, that stuff, that stuff feeds, you're, the, you're probably the same way. That stuff feeds, we're, we're create, we're artists, we're creative people. That stuff feeds us, um, feeds our souls, but it also helps you from going insane. Like, yeah. you know, I would not, my, if my wife and I shot that, uh, that little, you know, two or three minute video of her being, you know, stalked by some unknown person, we're not breaking new ground cinematically by doing that. But what we are doing is we're coming up with a fun project that we get to work on together um, for a couple of days. Yeah. And, and it keeps you from, you know, wanting to, you know, punch the mailman in the face <laughs> for no reason because, right. because you're so tired of, of the way things are right now. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good outlet to, you know, collaborate with, uh, you know, your wife on something you didn't normally collaborate on. I, I had my wife on this podcast yesterday and, okay. and, and we had a, she was, she was uh, pleasantly surprised at how differently we interacted on a podcast. She said, Oh, I thought we were just going to, you know, be the Bickersons like we always are and kind of like, you know, <laughs> argue and disagree and, and, yeah. and bust each other's chops. And it was actually a very serious conversation that we do have every once in a while, mm -hmm. but a lot of times, most times or most times often, especially since we brought home the kid and she had to recover from a C-section and I'm just yeah, wow. you know, like, whatever you need, I'll, I'll, I'll do all the laundry. I'll do all the dishes. I'll do take out. I'll do all the trash. I'll do all the errand runs and, and you recover and uh, you know, do the simple things. And they're not necessarily simple in regards of it's a simple job, but it's just like, instead of leaving the house, you can uh, breastfeed pump, make bottles, feed the kid, maybe change diapers. I do a lot of that myself too. I try to take on the brunt of it until she's fully recovered, yada, yada, yada. But so ever since maybe, uh, you know, the birth, our, we haven't really bickered, but we're always kind of like, she'll, if I try to put something up on the wall, she'll change it and stuff like that. And so it's always just kind of like, you know, busting chops and, and kind of teasing each other. But in this sense, she joined the podcast. And it was really in-depth conversations about how we've grown close, how we're surviving, how we're not having cabin fever, Jack Torrance syndrome in The Shining. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, we, we've been a great team. We've, me and her have really bonded. And, and maybe unfairly because of this kid, 
would we have that bond with or without the kid and all these different kind of subjects we had on, on this podcast. And she was just pleasantly surprised, like, wow, okay, I collaborated on something that you're producing. And, and then she was, she would always ask me advice. I would have, I kind of help her collaborate. I wouldn't really collaborate with her on the zoom teaching, but she was like, how the hell do I use zoom? Or, you know, right. what's, what's wrong with my computer? And I would, you know, do this and, 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 you got to check for updates. So they did all these little technical specs that she's not really familiar with. And I would kind of help her out with that. And mm-hmm. so, and, and so it's, it's unique to like, you know, collaborate with your significant other on yep. something you haven't, you might not normally collaborate with. And so, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and to touch back on, to touch back on the hacks and to touch back on this, you know, unique, you know, little suspense thriller that you did with mm-hmm. with with webcams with spy cams with uh nanny cams you know uh the blair witch found a hack on how to make a uh, an incredible feature film which spawned the found footage horror genre mm-hmm. or the or the found footage f- found footage film genre in general uh b- before that before blair witch there was swingers i thought swingers and reservoir dogs found a hack on how to make a feature-length film, engaging characters, Reservoir Dogs especially. The whole movie took place in the frickin' warehouse. Mm. He found a unique hack, a unique trick that was still, without a doubt, engaging. And there might have been six other locations. Swingers, I think, had maybe 10 total locations. Half the movie was shot in Mikey's apartment. The other half, a couple different restaurants, a house party that house party could have been the other side of the house that was used for Mike's apartment. I mean, they found all sorts of different hacks like we did with Josh Taylor's prom date. I think we had six different locations, but we shot all these six different locations for 17 different story locations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, before that Jackie Chan, I mean, Jackie Chan's a big inspiration because he, he was inspired by Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, but he was broke. How do I make it? How do I make a big, crazy, awesome action film? with no money, do it all myself, bust myself up. And it turned into his biggest gimmick. Jackie Chan does his own stunts. I'm going to jump off this thing. I'm not going to do it stupidly, but I'm, I'll do it. Uh, no, no, uh, no special effects. Fine. Set shit on fire, blow shit up, beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Police story one was known for broken glass, broken glass. Instead of stuff blowing, instead of huge explosions and, and like, and, and major gunfights, they were throwing each other through windows after windows after windows. And then the second thing, and, and in the second one, it wasn't CGI special effects. They were actually lighting, lighting each other on fire. Not to, mention, that. not to mention just all the fight scenes and like kicking each yeah. other o- over this and throwing each other over that and da 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 da. He, yeah. found, he found a way to make it engaging, but no wires. You know, Hong Kong was huge in, in, in uh, what is it called? Wire Kung Fu. He didn't do wires. Too expensive. Mm-hmm. He didn't do CGI. Too expensive. You know, they just kicked each other through a wall, through a door, through a window, stuff like that. And so, yeah. which progressed. It was like, you know, people, I know I can tell this story, but how do I do it? How do, how do I do it with what little money we have? And then eventually those indie filmmakers, the, the, the director, uh, Doug Lyman, the director of Swingers, Went to Born Identities, went to uh, went to a couple other big budget like espionage yeah. films, but I think his directorial debut was Swingers, and John Favreau's writing debut was Swingers. Yeah. John and look at John Favreau now, 
you know, directing Iron Man's and some other yep. Avengers movies and, 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 thing, and, and he's like, you got a lifetime contract with Disney plus now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just, it's just about like thinking out, thinking outside the box and taking a risk. Yeah. If you don't have the money to risk. So what other risk, what other real risk is there except for time? And if you fail and fail and fail and fail and fail, you're eventually going to start to succeed failing. Even people even look at the room, you know, that, that movie, the room, that really bad movie, the room, it was so bad. Which one uh, was that? The one, with, the one with the bad acting. They, they, they wrote the movie, the disaster artist and made the movie, the disaster. Oh artist. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about, I'm not talking about there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a new uh, shutter movie or there's a new shutter movie called the room. And there's an, and, and then there was that Oscar winning movie with Brie Larson called mm-hmm. just room, not the word. Right. The, okay. It's called room. Right. I'm talking about the room back from like early two thousands, the really okay. bad, so yeah. bad. It's, it's amazing. And everybody knows about it. They took a risk. It was a terrible movie, but they took a risk and they earned worldwide acclaim for it, which turned into a book, which turned into an Oscar winning biopic. And now those two stars from the shitty, the room are in a new suspense thriller, which is like a cult classic. Now it's a, it's a totally separate movie, but they, they play weird. Now they're playing weird, obscure characters and they took a risk because they were going nowhere in their film career. They took a terrible risk which turned into a major fail, which turned into this yep. huge, huge worldwide phenomenon. Outtakes. I mean, people, people look at outtakes. Screw-ups. People love outtakes. And that's another thing Jackie Chan did. Show the outtakes. Mm. We biffed this over and over yep. and over again. Make a joke out of it. And, yep. so, and so that's what they did with The Room, and that's, and that's what they do with a lot of other things. You know, YouTube channels are based on fails and things of that nature. And if you have something that's crappy out there, you took a risk, at least own it, and still try to just put it out there. Yeah. If people if people dump on it, so what? I mean, you did something more than the people dumping on it did. Things of that nature. So, anyway, um, you still there? Did I lose you? I might have lost you. Pontificating on about. Yep. And this is a fail. So, uh, I don't know if I lost you. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I got you back. There we go. Came back. Yep. Yep. And and so yeah, it looks that looks like a fail on my end. On my <laughs> end. But but and and then it's funny. And people are gonna be like, what the hell happened? And then we're back into it, right? So yeah. um moving on. Let's let's talk about um, I don't know, something that uh a film or a series of films, a series uh, sure. that you've been binge watching, books that you've been reading. I I am not a reading person that is my wife loves reading books. Um, that is, I don't, I just don't, I always, I keep, it's one of those things where I say like, I should do that. Cause I feel, I feel like I should want, I feel like people want to hear that other people enjoy reading. I fucking hate it. I don't like doing it. <laughs> so I, I was, don't. I was good at it. And I don't know. I guess it is a perishable skill. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's some of that. I think there's some of the, like, maybe there's a, uh, an ADD thing that like, you know, I have to reread something a couple of times for it to click, but I just, I would rather listen to something or watch it. I just don't, I don't enjoy reading. So um, we ponied up for the 30 day trial of CBS all access. So we're trying to get everything we can out of that. We both love Star Trek. So we did Picard in like a day and a half. 
Oh, shit. Um, and right. loved a lot of it. We loved, Maybe a week. Maybe it was a full weekend. But everything, I don't My Wi-Fi freaking sucks. CBS All Access. I think we froze again. We froze again. We froze again. All right. This is double, you know what okay, it is? So, so you said this, this is going to end up like sounding like a plug for CBS All Access. So yeah. what? it's NBC or Fox or ABC are hacking your your feed right now because they don't want me to talk about it. Um, right. We, Picard, we did Picard. So now we're into Salvation. I can't, there's two seasons of that. I can't remember if it's season one is on there and season two isn't or like, I don't, anyway, with the, what we're watching season one because i think i think season one is available everywhere but season two isn't so we're trying to get through one quick so we can watch season two before the 30-day trial's over yeah, um man. we blew through uh, we had started it last year and she tapped out at some point for some reason so mm. I, and then i stopped so we went through the um the jack ryan thing on amazon prime jack, jack ryan is one of the best shows yeah love that so awesome. we went we did that and um what is it there? there's two seasons of that as well right Two or th- there's two seasons. Two? Of, there's okay. two seasons of Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I think. So, yeah, me and the wife finished season two, maybe you know, right when it came out. We just knocked it all yep. out. Yeah, we did that. We did that over uh, over a couple uh, over a couple weeks for sure. Um, maybe longer. Um, what else did we? What else did we have done? Um, oh, yeah, while we're on Amazon Prime, oh, we watched um, we watched in one of one of those crummy Gerard Butler shoot 'em ups because uh, Angel had fallen. Angel has fallen. All of a sudden, showed up free on Netflix one night. So we went through that. Uh, my wife likes Gerard Butler because I guess there was one time where he was doing mean tweets or something with Jimmy Kimmel, and yeah, um, somebody was like, you know, the tweet was essentially, "Why does Gerard Butler like making all the like, you know, does does he need the money or does he just enjoy making these shitty movies?" And Gerard Butler reads it, looks at the camera, and goes. I just like making shitty movies and that was it. So, yep. so, so we watched that. And then um, I got a friend of mine worked on an indie film that came out 10 years ago. Um, it was shot in pencil. It was shot up in, in Pennsylvania. It's called Lebanon PA. And that dropped, I'm making a plug for my buddy, Jason right now that dropped on prime um, this week. So it awesome. is available it's it's a family story and a bit of a tearjerker so if you want to if you want a little cathartic you know miss the eyed action i'd recommend that i can't remember the name of the actor they actually got somebody that you would know on it and i need to look it up so i'm pulling out my phone here for a second but that's what we've been doing we're doing what everybody else does is just you know there's no sports which i love watching my wife i got my wife into hockey uh when we started dating and no sooner did she get into hockey than the Washington Capitals. That's the replica banner back there. They finally won the Stanley Cup. Hell yeah! Um, and uh, so she's uh, she's she yells at the TV more than I do um, about uh, yeah. Lebanon. She loves at the TV more than I do during hockey. So we're both, um, you know, we had tickets to a, a game, and and uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Josh Hopkins. That's who it looks like. Um, okay. Cast. Um, you would recognize him. I'll do this just to complete everything for everybody. I don't know what, I can't remember what TV show he was on, but I know people would recognize him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he's the main actor in, uh, in Lebanon, PA. Um, he was in Cougar town, Quantico. That's it. Yeah. There's a lot. 
Yeah, he, uh, he, he was, I think it was the main, I think it was Courtney Cox's husband on Cougar Town. That, that looks like, that yep. looks correct. Yep. Anyway, so he was, the, he was the main lead in that film, Lebanon on PA. So nice. if you have Prime and you want a, you want a little, uh, uh, you know, a tug at your heartstring um, thing, it's actually a really nice independent film. Um, hopefully, like Josh Taylor's prom date will turn into eventually. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what we're doing. We, we blew through before all of this happened. We, we just wanted to show we like having something on in the background when we're just hanging out. So we, over the second half of 2019, went through all eight seasons of House or something. Okay. So yeah. Wow. Which well, I, yeah. I, I only ever watched like one or two seasons. The original. I was surprised that they had actually gotten through eight seasons. But the thing we lo- like. We're both Trek people. Like my wife's first crush in life was Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. And I got in TNG was next, next generation was my entry into Star Trek. And I sort of worked backwards from there. I mean, I think my parents took me to see what was the one where the original cast saved the whales at some point. Um, I think that's six. It's either, okay. five, it's either right. five or six. So like my, my dad had introduced me to like the original Star Wars movie or Star Trek movie and um, Wrath of Khan. But like yeah. I really, my real, my entry point really was the next generation. So, so was my, mine. So was yeah. mine. So my, I mean, my, my mom and dad, I guess, especially my dad was a Trekkie, definitely into like the yeah. Captain Kirk. And I don't, you know, growing up, I don't think he ever, I, I ever watched reruns with him or anything. Mm-hmm. When the net, when the next generation came out, my dad like you know blew a yep. gas. He goes, "We're we're gonna watch this, and you're gonna watch yep. this with me." And I was <laughs> and I was definitely I was definitely into it. You know, it was definitely cool, mm-hmm. unique. I mean, especially what stood out for me were the the Q episodes. Any I love epi- yeah. No, any and episode. I forgot that I forgot that the first the pilot episode was a Q episode, which I completely a, forgot about. Any episode with Q really stood stood out yep. for me because he was yeah, me too. He was basically you know the show's version of God testing them and testing their, yep. testing their wits, testing their integrity, testing their morals, testing their ethics, da, 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 mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, I, I don't want to get into like the whole semantics of it, but definitely yep. next generation, like anything with Q, the, yep. the episode, there are four lights, like bro, yep. <laughs> that stood out to me yep. beyond any other Yep. If if I see a light, I always like like you know when you just see something. Yep. And I see someone that has like a strip of lights in a bathroom or something. Yep. I'm like, there's four lights. You know, I always yep. think back to that. <laughs> so so That's then ha- so then having watched that, you know, maybe try to get into like the old classic Kirk and Spock episodes. <laughs> Couldn't follow it. Yeah. So so cheesy. So, but at some point, I saw Star Trek the motion picture, mm-hmm. way after Next Generation, and I was yep. blown away. Like bro, how did this not win Oscar after Oscar for right. everything that a movie could be nominated for? It was like what, what V'ger turned out to be and yep. how deep they went and yeah, wow. And then, you know, I guess I'd really, like Wrath of Khan was cool, but I really, you had to be a, a Kirk and Spock show fan yeah. To, to understand what Wrath of Khan was about. And then every other movie was just following Wrath of Khan. It didn't right. really follow V'ger, which I was kind of disappointed with because yeah. the whole the Star Trek, the motion picture was just this huge God built itself on such a minuscule thing. And it just built yeah. and built and grew and grew. And you're like, what in the actual yeah. freak, you know? Yeah. Um, that, you know what I always think about when, when this stuff comes up, um, Cause I love cartoons. We had talked, we started talking about voiceover stuff and I, I love doing like car- character work is what I would love to do. Like I just, it started when I would, you know, come home from 
you know, from the bars in college and I turn on TV and I just start trying to mimic what I was seeing on TV. So like Aqua Teen Hunger Force is on TV and Meat Wad's talking and I'm like, well, no, well, I, I'm not actually, if I tried hard enough, I could probably talk about like, I'm like, maybe a little, I might not be able to say everything with himself, but I could probably say most of them, you know, so we start doing that and I'm like, it's perfect, man. Maybe I can do, you know, and then I'm like, all right, you know, droopy dog and you know, we get the jowls going. It's like, yeah. Yes, you. Right away, you. Yeah, it's horrible. Right. And then, I mean, like, I just, I started, I'd have like little pockets. Like, I can do Stewie from Family Guy, but I can only say, like, I think the only thing I can say is cool. And when he's like, and when he says hi to Brian, he, oh, hi, Brian. You know, like, yeah. and I didn't practice it. That's pretty bad, um, actually. Um, but I can't remember. Now I'm going to be stuck on that. Anyway, so. Like, just love doing voiceover. Like, I can't do Harry Carey to save my life, but I can do Will Ferrell as Harry Carey. Like, it's like, uh, hang on, here we go. Like, hey, Cubs fans, do you think the mood is made of cheese? I just want a hot dog. You know, like, yeah. if you ever see the Will Ferrell, can't do Harry Carey, but I can do Will Ferrell. So I have, like, little, you can do Will like, Ferrell's weird, version of Harry Carey. Will yeah. Ferrell's <laughs> version of Harry Carey. But right. um, love doing voiceover work. So, so cartoons. <laughs> to tie it back where I was going, future. Do you remember the episode of Futurama where Bender meets God? Nope. Okay. Bender nope. <laughs> gets launched into outer. Do you know Bender, the robot from Futurama? Uh -huh. He oh, gets yeah. launched into outer space, and mm -hmm. he happens upon this this Oort cloud of stars that are blinking in binary, and he like floats over to it, and the Oort cloud is like essentially God, and mm -hmm. uh, Bender has this civilization that starts growing on him, and he starts trying to play God, and when he does nothing people die and when he does too much people die and like the whole moral of the story is like uh when you do things right people won't think you've done anything at all mm -hmm. or people won't know you've done anything at all anyway um but there's a there's a futurama like takes a lot first of all they do a ton of like actual science-based stuff but they take a lot from the star treks and the star wars of the world there's an episode where there are two satellites that end up mashed together and it's like threatening to like destroy earth. So it's just, and it's, it's called like V it's called like V Jiny or something. And it's like a Virgin Galactic and some, I forget the two combination, but it's like a straight ripoff of, of Star Trek essentially right. with the V'ger thing. Anyway, uh -huh. so that made me think of that. So I hijacked this and took us down the, down cartoon voiceover road there for a second. That's a hey, pl plug yourself away. I mean, we need it. We need to get as much gigs as we can these days. So, right on. No, that, but you did pretty pretty well spot on impressions there. So hopefully, thank you. The meat wob was okay. The 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 the, the uh, I don't know why Stewie was bad. Maybe I had, like cool. Oh hi, Brian. How did that, that was cool, a little better. Cool whip. Cool whip. My cool wife does that one better. You know what I was working on? This is this is like the uh, like the next level of this stuff. So I can't do an impression of Harry Carey, but I can do an impression of Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey. The one that I've been working on is actually <laughs> De Niro, right? Uh -huh. But I don't say anything. It's just me doing this. Yeah. Just me making that face. He 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 even he even he even frowns smiling like he yeah it, his face only goes down it's it's yeah that's pretty that's I don't pretty look good. any I don't look anything like him but when I do that yeah 
that's good that's good yeah so I, it's an impression where i don't say anything which actually makes a lot of people happy because i tend to talk a lot <laughs> yeah i used i used i used to do i used to do uh you know john travolta from saturday, saturday night theater yeah and christopher walken uh having a cocktail at, at a bar and there's not much difference uh christopher walken is basically is, Christopher Walken is basically <laughs> from Queens, but doesn't talk with pun punctuations. <laughs> and you know, John Travolta is right down the street, right? He just he's from, probably from Queens too, right? But he's a little dumb. He's not <laughs> as smart as is he's, he's not as smart as Walken. You know, he's like a bit of an airhead. All right. Uh, that's awesome, dude. But that's awesome. So I wish I could do real people. I'm, I'm old stuck Travolta. With Old Travolta, like 70s, 80s Travolta, is right there with Walken. But that's if he good, but that's if he was one. but if he was dopey, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, that's I that's that I that's my hat. My hat is off you. <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah, stuck with but, cartoons. I end up like Professor Frank, Professor Frank, he makes you laugh, he makes you think. Mahoney, Laven, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean that's what I'm stuck yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. I'm stuck with I'm stuck oh, yeah. with that. That and I can do a really good chicken noise, and that's about it. I used so. to be a, I used to be able to do a pretty good uh uh I don't want to biff the name um the Jenner Bruce Jenner? Not Bruce anymore. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. I used to, I yeah. used to I used to be do I used to be able to do a a pitch perfect Caitlyn Jenner. But nice. I would have to hear this one thing and then I could nail it, but I can't that's do it anymore. The, that's the way I am with some of them. That's why like, uh, you know, like the, the Stewie Griffin, like it took a, you know, so it took, it took some practice. It took some practice. You yeah, know I mean? it did. It did. And, uh, I'll just give everybody a tip out there. Um, cause I'm brought up doing a chicken noise when you do most people, when they make a chicken noise, they do the inflection going up like, right. And like, that's fine. Everybody knows what you're doing, but the key to a good chicken impression, it's two, it's two things. One, if you've got somebody face to face, you need to do a, a little head bob when you're doing it, mm -hmm. but the, you do an inflection, but it has to go down. So that's like, you got to get the inflection needs to go down. It goes, it goes that's down, the yeah. way to sell it. Yeah. That's the okay. way to sell that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're right. ever stuck in a situation where, where you need that. You need that, you need that chicken Ooh. impression. Yeah, that yep. Well, speaking of impressions, what uh, or or anything else at, at that, uh, for that matter, uh, what would you say is next on your agenda? A set of goals, plans, maybe for the next month or so. What's 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 next on the agenda for John Blackburn? Um, next on the agenda for John Blackburn, um, we are going to do a um, just for fun. We're going to do a beefed up live stream. Um, I've got some going to try and figure out how to make my really nice DSLR be the, the camera of record and, and have a nice like HD live stream with some really good sound. I've made, you know, we've done a couple of these. Um, and the last time we did it, like, you know, not that it's some sort of huge number, but I, we got done with an hour and 15 minutes of music. And at the end of it, I think like 140 some odd of our friends had like come in and checked it out. And the thing that was great about that is like, my parents calling me the next day and saying how much fun they had, like that's expected. But I, there were people that I had worked with 10 years ago that tuned into that thing. There were, and I got, we each got messages saying, you know, thank you for that. You know, thank you for bringing a little bit of, of music and, and enjoyment into our, into our Saturday evening. So that felt good. So doing a little bit, you know, 
doing a little bit better production of that will, would be nice. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to become as good as quick as I can at after effects. Um, you know, since I've got this found time, that's going to make me fairly marketable fairly quickly, but I'm also still out here, like, you know, soliciting, you know, freelance gigs. Um, you know, I'm hoping that when things return to normal, um, you know, that I'll be able to pick up right where I left off. Um, once the, when, once the, once the floodgates open, it's just yeah. right back into it. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I shot for NBC sports, Washington was, uh, I filmed stuff at a Vancouver Canucks game in November that turned into a really great piece. It was a make a wish thing where a kid got to meet TJ Oshie and he thought he was just going to go to the game and meet Oshie, but he actually went to practice and was on the ice with the team at practice on a Friday. And he got to go in a limo to the game on a Saturday and the limo went and picked up Oshi from Oshi's house and brought Oshi to the arena. So he got to ride to the arena with Oshi and he got to sit in these, this like luxury suite. So, I mean, that was an awesome thing to be a part of, but that was November, you know? Yeah. So I'm just hoping that we pick back up, um, you know, and, and, um, but I'm also out there, I'm, I'm pitching. I mean, I've, I, I have a voiceover reel. It's not a good one, but I have it. I'm out, and I'm sending it out to people so that, you know, I'm, you know, hopefully my name, close to the top of their stack when things get normal again my same with my wife you know she's done some tv commercials she's done she's got a reel you know i'm sending that out to you know my friend at this ad agency and you know this person at this production house you know i'm still i'm still marketing you know i i don't i don't have anything locked in but you know i did sales for almost 20 years like this is the you do have to kind of always be selling to some degree. Oh, selling yourself. Got, you got to, you got to sell yourself. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I saw you look up like you were looking for a helicopter. I thought I didn't know nah. if you could hear the guy with the muffler out. No, no. Oh, okay. I, I haven't. Well, you know, earlier you meant you, you got a, you got a good setup because earlier you mentioned somebody outside earlier, you had to shut the window, well, I, I, yeah. but I didn't, but I didn't, I never heard it. So. Okay. You got a good, so, you got a, you got a good setup. Thank you. Well, it's uh, it's good to know that this uh, lovely soundproofing does something. Um, but yeah, I mean, you gotta, you know, people aren't just gonna come. You know, I have a website. I've got social media accounts, but people aren't gonna come to me and be like, "Jesus, I really need a chicken noise." Like, what the hell am I gonna do? Like, that's not right. gonna happen. <laughs> right. So, you, like you said, always be, you know, you gotta always be selling. I mean, I'm gonna always be selling. Gonna market people, and and that's that's one of the things that's that I do feel is is kind of unique. Um, about me is there aren't a lot of people, you don't have a lot of creative people. Um, I know you can do this, but there aren't a ton of creative people that can also sell. And there aren't a ton of really good salespeople that have the creative, they have that, that marriage of those two things, they don't often collide. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of well positioned in that. Um, I'm not a great salesperson, but you know, I, I did it for almost 20 years. So obviously I wasn't, wasn't awful at it or I wouldn't have made a career out of it or a part of a career out of it. So, um, you know, right now, the next month, it's just going to be more the same. Like if something, nothing's going to fall on my lap. So I'm out there shaking trees because, you know, there is still, people are still doing stuff. Um, you know, shows are still being made, you know, songs are still being recorded. You know, yeah. there's people, there's people stuck in studios right now <laughs> doing stuff. So somebody's going to make the stuff um, and they aren't going to, they aren't going to, they aren't going to knock on my door, you know, um, so, so I, you, you know, I'm out there out, trying yeah. to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah. And I guess I'm decent enough at selling myself and maybe, you know, my skill set, or I obviously I must be because I am working and yep. you know what, 10 years, 10 years ago, I broke out full-time freelance, maybe a little over 10 years ago, broke out full-time freelance and been able to just do it. And maybe it's just, 
maybe it's not necessarily sales. Maybe it's just, you know, networking and collaborating and, and, and uh, uh, making an impact that someone remembers me. Like if, if, if someone wants a great AD or if someone wants a great director or someone wants to, a great production manager, someone live streaming, you know, a tech guy, a logistical guy, or, or someone with a, someone with a decent vision, someone that knows how to lead and run a crew. People, mm-hmm. people know me as that already, but it's, yep. you know, yep. I, I, as far as like getting myself out there, like marketing and sales and branding and really pushing, you know, the envelope and, and making a world, getting my stuff seen and, 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 you know, that's tricky. And I think I kind of have somewhat of a grasp and I'm doing the best I can. And yep. you know, I got a couple of the colleagues, we, we, we're always like promoting each other, but. Right. Yeah, sales is really, really like uh, a much different ballpark than than I'm than than what I'm used to as an artist and as a filmmaker yep. and as a producer. So yeah, it's definitely you know something I might have to email you more often about. But, uh, <laughs> I can try and help. I mean, half the half the reason I left is I just got tired of that. You know, it's it's, it's the same roller coaster that you're used to. You know, having to patch it together. Yeah. Um, from time i mean like it's that uh my my dad used to call it the hero bastard curve right mm-hmm. yeah you can walk in at the end of the month with a huge deal uh on the 30th or the 31st of the month and you're the hero you know you 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 kept the lights on for the place everybody made money this month and mm-hmm. you walk back in monday morning on the, the second or the third and you're right back down to the bottom again and i nothing i got tired of that in sales and it's one of the things that that scared me to death about what we do and one of the reasons I gravitated towards that, that, that contract job that I had, because I wanted to know, um, I wanted to know that things were going to be okay, at least, you know, at least for a period of time. Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, but you're always, you're always selling. I mean, even with, even where, even with a, a, a even with a full-time job, you know, you're, you're still, you're still convincing people on a daily basis that you're the person to, to do whatever needs to be done. So yeah. every, everything ends up selling. The nice part is, you know, with me and my editing skills or my skills behind the camera, or even my skills making chicken noises, right? You know, like I'm promoting some, I'm selling something that I believe in as opposed to a copy machine, which I've sold or IT services, which I've sold or a cell phone, which may be a great cell phone, but I don't, you know, it's just, it's cell phone and somebody else sells one just like it, you know? Right. So it's, it's a little different when you've got true skin in the game, kind of like the way we do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, if there was, if there's one point, you know, one bit of advice, even one word that you could, you know, share with our viewers, what, what few viewers I do have uh, one point, uh, one point you want to make, what would that be? Um, it's, it's going to, it is, it is the follow your dreams cliche. Um, okay. But I say it because of this. I, I started in sports television and I thought that's, I thought that's, that's all I ever wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional athlete, but I ended up five, seven, you know, so that wasn't going to happen. Right. So the next best thing would be to work in sports. So um, I did that. And then I went into sales and I did that to like, just absolutely couldn't stand it. I was putting on a necktie and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to throw myself in front of a fast moving large vehicle if i keep having to do like, this like all the stockbrokers flying out <laughs> flying up right. from, dropping from the sky right yep yeah i mean it's just i just couldn't 
I did it till I couldn't do it anymore. I'm not going to badmouth sales because it is a useful skill, and I have a I have a really nice house because of it. Um, uh, the cats compliment it, compliment me on it all the time. Um, but at 40 whatever years old, I said I can't do this anymore. I need to do something that I'm passionate about. I need to feed, feed my creativity, and I put myself back full time master's program. Now, not everybody can do that, right? Um, people got families and and kids and other obligations, but but I started by taking a $700 course at a junior college just to make sure I even still liked school. And I took an editing course in Adobe Premiere at Montgomery, Montgomery College in Montgomery, you know, in Rockville, Maryland. Um, but it, I, it, if you think you want to do, if you think you want to do something, if you love doing something, if you've always wanted to try it, but have never done it for whatever reason, just you, you maybe you were afraid, you didn't want to, have a failure and embarrass yourself like we were talking about earlier, or you just didn't have the time to do it. I mean, it, it's like most of us have a lot more time than we're used to right now. Some of us don't have nearly the amount of money that we're used to at the moment, but we do have like the time isn't the excuse right now. So if there's something you always wanted to try or you thought you always wanted to do, or just something that you care about and that, you, or that you know you love, but there's been some obstacles in the past, I would just encourage you to do it. I went back to school at 40, whatever years old. I was older than some of my professors. Um, you know, and, and other than teaching myself to play an instrument, teaching myself to play bass guitar at 16 years old, going back to school and getting back into this industry was the, that's the, the those, those are the two best things I ever did. Learn to play an instrument and get back into this industry. Um, so if you, if you, love creativity and that feeds your soul, but you're not doing it, fucking go do it. Yeah. That's what I would say. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Yeah. I, at 31, I enlisted in the military. I, you know, at at 24, I graduated, you know, with a bachelor's in film and Mm -hmm. TV. At 31, I enlisted in the military, National Guard. So it's just, you know, part, part time. Right. You know, that's something I always had in the back of my mind to do. And I finally pulled the trigger on it at 31. And there were instances where I was the oldest guy in the room. People were looking By at me a lot. Like, like I'm a By weirdo. By a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some, some instances anyway. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then a few years after that, I decided to del- delve into acting. And I got into, you know, some commercials that a lot of people see um, all the okay. time. I got into a couple of shows that a lot of people see all the time. And so, you know, I decided to take a risk and, you know, I, I'm I, nowhere am I at a level that I want to be, um, you know, of course, we want to be, you know, billionaires and, and rich and famous and live the life of luxury. But it, it, you got to start somewhere. And, and like you said, just, you know, follow your dreams, pull the trigger and fail. Just keep failing until you succeed. And I'm not against maybe doing it the smart and safe way, but at least do it. Mm-hmm. Be, be absolutely reckless doing what you want to do or like we were discussing earlier find a hack find a trick and maybe do it mm-hmm. maybe 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 do it a safe way yeah maybe a slower way maybe you're a smarter way but still do it still find a way to do it so absolutely yeah, yeah. follow, follow yeah. Your dreams. No. yeah i mean i'm you know i'm where i am now i'm you know i i have a it's not it's not uh idiot proof safe um but you know i'm, I'm in I have a government job essentially right now. Um, 
so that's pretty safe, right? But I still have, it affords me the opportunity to go out and chase after that other stuff that, you know, that, uh, that really feed, feeds my soul and, and keeps me, keeps me from, from being one of those stockbrokers. <laughs> absolutely. You know? so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, to close out, you got any socials, any links, any plugs you want to put out there? Sure. Um, uh, Autometric video. Um, that's my video production company. Um, I think uh, from my sports days, John Goalie, DC, J O H N Goalie, like a goalkeeper, DC. Uh, that'll find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my wife and I uh, have a musical project called ISFLY that stands for I Super F Word Love You. um so isfly music on instagram if you if you uh enjoy you know 90s uh sort of like pop punk indie you know if you grew up in the dc area and remember whfs that we both grew up listening to that so green day um so there you go for jimmy eat world green day you got it um so yeah that's enough autometric video isfly the band and john goalie dc um, but this has been cool, Glenn. Congrats on the, uh, on the little one. That's, that's great for you and your wife. So, yeah. um, hope everybody stays ha- happy and healthy and thanks for having me on this. This was really hey, cool. Uh, well, thanks for, for, thanks for joining me and congrats to you and the wife. I'm glad you Thank guys you. are doing well. And, uh, all his links, all his socials are in the description below viewers out there, like, subscribe, share, comment, thumbs up. If you like it, thumbs down, I guess if you didn't. And ring the bell. For I can take it. Yeah, I can take it. <laughs> I can take it too. I can. T- I mean, fails, fails turn into victories. So, uh, yep. ring that bell for notifications and check us out next time. Thanks. Thank you.